welcome into another edition of the Talking Ball Y'all Picayune Preview Show. This week, the Maroon Tide will be hosting the 5-0 East Central Hornets for a 7 p.m. kickoff at Lee Triplett Stadium on Friday night. East Central took care of Purve Central last week to extend their district record to 2-0, joining Picayune and Gaucher as the only remaining teams with an unblemished record in Region 4-5A. Slick, this one looks like it's going to be a, a real slugfest in the trenches. How do you see this one playing out? I mean, I think, you know, you know it was slugfest. You know, last year, uh, East Central season ended on a sour note. You know, they, they were knocked out of the playoffs in the first round, 42-14 to 14 by Brookhaven. And, you know, even though Pickyune came out of Hurley with a win last year, you know, they, they took the game 28-14. They trailed East Central, Dave, you know, 7-0 at the half and then finally started to pull away late in the fourth quarter. So I think both teams are going to have a lot of motivation as they prepare this week to face off of what, you know, as you mentioned, is going to be a good one on Friday night. You know, East Central's got 17 starters that are coming back, you know, mostly on defense, and, and those are guys that are they're talented, physical, and I think that it's going to just make this Friday night matchup primed up to be a really good one. Yeah, you mentioned defense, so let's start there. East Central's defense has only given up 15 points per game to their opponents through five games. And this defense is led by a couple of those seniors that you mentioned at the linebacker position. The two inside guys, number 25, is a 6'1", 215-pound Jared Huff. And then right next to him is going to be number 18, a 6'2", 220, T.J. Dunsford. Those guys led the team in tackle, lead the teams in tackles with 40 each, and Huff leads the team in tackles for loss with 10. Both of those guys are very athletic and can cover a lot of ground. Yeah, and I think you can add number 10, uh, Brayson Owen being there. He, he's that outside linebacker. And these are all names, Dave, that you, know, you would remember from a year ago. We were both at that game. You know, He's the outside linebacker that's likely going to line up on the, the strong side. Um, and then they've got a couple of guys on the D-line that stand out. The, the big meat uh, up there is number 65, Gabe Miller. He's, you know, uh, six six foot, 265 pounds. He's a he's a big kid. But, Dave, the guy that sticks out to me is another one of those seniors in that group, number 31, Tyler Killingsworth. He's not going to be the biggest guy on their D-line, but, man, this guy is quick. And, and we'll see him lined up. You know, he'll, he'll shade right over the, uh, the top of the uh, center. He'll come down and play the tackle position. Kind of reminds me of, of some of our offensive linemen, you know, a little bit undersized, but very good, very physical, and very quick. So he stays super low, and he's going to be a guy to pay attention to on that defensive line. Yeah, I think the offensive line for Peking is definitely going to have their hands full with this uh, defensive front here from East Central. And uh, let's take a look at this offense, uh, Slick. This is the team that has rushed for a combined total of 1,850 yards, led by the talented senior uh, running back, number three, Eli Smith. He's a 5'10", 160-pound guy who is just under the 1,000-yard mark through five games. Opening up polls for Smith is senior number 40, um, Gavin Trostet. You may have to help me with that name, uh, Slick. And then he, I think you hit it pretty close, yeah. Yeah, Trostet. And then uh, – who moved from O line to fullback and uh, at six six foot two sixty? He's a low coming down the hill. Wow, he he is Dave. I mean, he was one of those really good offensive linemen. Um, he's going to be looking to, to to set some holes up for Eli Smith, and you know, um, 
he, he is a load. And, and, you know, we're not going to see Deuce Hugger. He was a big part of that offense a year ago. He was one of those multi-dimensional guys, could do it with his arm, could do it with his feet. And, you know, you look at the, this team this year, it's a team that's only throwing the ball ten times through five games. And this quarterback, Andrew Marble, you know, he's done a lot more damage with his feet than he has with his arm. You know, power football is definitely their identity, and they're not really trying to hide it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's just going to go back. We're going to use this word a lot, but that's slugfest, man. It's just going to be uh, yeah. it being power on power, and we're going to see who matches up the best and who's got it and who doesn't. And uh, we're talking about this matchup, Slick. It's looking looking at it. We know that Picayune will be running against a loaded box, but Brady looked good last week throwing the football. Slick, he, how much do you think this will factor in to how East Central game plans this week? I mean, I think it, 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 you definitely have to, to, to pay attention to that if you're East Central. But to be honest with you, Dave, I think that they just continue to play their, their style of football. You know, they know that they're going to have to load up in the box to stop our run. And, you know, looking back at some of the teams they played uh, that did throw the football, you know, they just they just take their chances and, and blitz those linebackers. Those, those athletic guys are quick. They got good size. And, and they're going to rely on them to get pressure. But, you know, I think our talented wide receivers – create matchup problems for most defenses but again you know i think east central is just going to roll the dice and, and try to probably blitz and hope that they can get enough pressure to maybe influence some of brady's throws if you decides to go that route yeah we talked about this a little off the air uh i mean this week how i thought brady had a great game against uh bankley throwing the ball best one he's ever had so kind of got to add a little bit of more preparation for the pass, which is a great thing for Picune. Even if you don't have to pass this week, at least give them something to think about. And uh, looking back at that Van Cleves offense, they played those tight splits who, you know, you mentioned about that with that O-line and a power football attack. I think I think that was just a really good setup for this week um, that we should see. So, I mean, does that sound accurate to you? Like that was a good uh, dress rehearsal? I think that's, you, you absolutely hit it, Dave. I mean, it was a, a, a super good dress rehearsal the only difference here is, you know, I think East Central, they're going to be lined up even tighter. I think this fullback, if you look on film, uh, when he's in the backfield, he could probably reach his hand out and grab the ankle of the quarterback. He's going to be that close. So they'll be bunched up. It'll be very similar with the offensive line. Not a whole lot of splits there. But, it, but they, this team's going to be more physical. And I think it's going to be on the offensive and defensive side of the football. Um, our defensive front is going to need to hold their ground, be disruptive, and really, you know, Clay talked about this in our, our, our post-game show um, last week, you know, being disruptive and, and relying on this talented group behind you, that, that talented group of linebackers that we have in our secondary to do their thing. And, and this is, to me, Dave, where all-season conditioning is going to come in. You know, you look at how East Central has decided to play this year. They've just four teams down. And I think that, you know, picking has been in, you know, conditioning has been something that's been a strength for them. And I think that we're going to have to stay focused and just try to wear this group down. And, um, again, it's going to be a physical contest on both sides of the ball, uh, and I think that we have the conditioning to, to be able to do that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very, very physical slugfest, knockout, whatever you want to call it, a war, um, anything you want to name it on the uh, football field. This is definitely going to be one of those I, – I, I really don't think we've seen – we've seen a little bit from Gulfport and uh, Poplarville – but I, I think this is going to be a little notch above. It's a district game, so it obviously means more. So you've already worked. Both teams have already worked their bugs out. 
uh, two just be the third game in the district. Slick, I, I mean, they should be both be ready to play. And 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 my thought is, I think, I think it's going to be close early, like last year. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a seven seven ball game at halftime or seven nothing Picayune's leading or vice versa. What was the same score last year? But I, I just feel like Picayune is – and I said it last week on our preview show about Van Cleve. I thought they were going to come out and prove a point. And I guess I'll say it again this week. I think every team has left something on the bone for them to chew on, you know, to get ready for. You know, we talked about it with uh, with Van Cleve and how, how they ran the ball so well last year. So they had that going for them. We had Diaberville earlier in the year. That was the only loss. So we were they were trying to make that a statement game, a revenge game is what, what they called it. So do you think, like, I mean, it seems like every week all these good teams that we're playing, and East Central's an, a very good ball club. I think they're, they're all, there's something from last year that's helping drive this, this team to play better. Is that, I mean, you think you think so, Slick? Yeah, I think that's that's super accurate. And, you know, as, as we talked about with this matchup, um, you know, they, they've got a lot to think about from last year. You know, they were scoreless through, through a half and um, made some mistakes and really, you know, started to separate later. Um, I think we scored 28 points, uh, 14 in the third quarter and 14 in the fourth. So it was a game where the first half just didn't go really well for us. So, you know, you've got a talented group, and, and this is a very, very good football team at Picayune that we're, we're getting to see play. And now the challenge comes in of, you know, keeping these guys motivated and focused. And um, these are the types of things that are really, really good uh, to help your, your team stay hungry. Yeah, and we failed to mi- – I mean, we forgot to mention uh, Collins is not there this year. So we don't. there's no Eric Collins. They got a new head coach for uh, East Central, and that's Coach uh, Huff. So – um, I don't know how much of a difference it, it'll be, you know, not having Collins there. Collins was a little more familiar with um, Picayune because of the years he had at PRC also. And then um, not that Huff, Coach Huff is going to be familiar with Picayune, but that's going to be something a little different to think about is uh, there will be a different head coach on the sideline tomorrow, um, fr- Friday night. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a different day. But I mean, he's been, you know, Coach Help has been around this organization for 16 years, and now he's just stepped into a new role. But he's definitely, you know, he's very familiar with East Central's brand and its tough, physical, smash mouth football. So I don't really look for a whole lot of of, of change in their philosophy and mentality as they come into Lee Triple Stadium on Friday night. Yeah, it's like I want to mention this because we're going to have it at the end. I had got the pleasure of getting in a uh, a junior uh, East Central student by the name of Mackenzie Knight on the podcast tonight. I sent the uh, – I know you weren't you weren't able to get on the interview with me because you were traveling uh, this week. But, uh, man, a really good interview by her. She's kind of just doing her own little thing over there at East Central, wanting to get into broadcasting. So I hope everyone continues to listen to the podcast into this podcast and listen to what she's got going on at East Central and maybe find her on Twitter. And uh, I would like to see a lot more people support her. I mean, not, I mean, I'm sure it's pretty tough for women to break into the, uh, that sports role. And she seems to be taking it uh, head on and uh, doing a lot of good things over at East Central. And I, I mean, only a junior, so we'll get to, I get to follow her the rest of the year and next year too. So, uh, but uh Slick, I think, man, this is going to be a good one Friday night. The uh, the East Central fans should be there by, I mean, in boatloads. 
And uh, we hope to see another good crowd supporting the Tide. And that's one good thing. I'm going to stop that right there. But there's one good thing, Slick. We have not had to call out that crowd this year. I know we called them out a couple times last year. But, man, that Picayune Tide, I want to give them some props. They have come to every game this year and uh, really, really supported the uh, the Maroon Tide. And that kickoff's going to be 7 o'clock, so remember that. So now you got to get there a little early. And if you want to catch the Mossy uh, Picking pregame show, Clay Sweet, Slick, and myself will be on the air at 6.30, breaking down the matchup. And you will also hear from head coach Cody Stogner. So uh, thanks for listening. And uh, Slick, thanks. Uh, glad you made it to your destination tonight. And uh, be glad to see you uh, Friday. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Bank with your hometown bank, FNB Picune Bank. With four branches in Picune, a branch in Poplarville and Wiggins, and soon to have a branch in the Kiel. The name has changed, but the employees continue to be the same friendly faces, offering you the same great service. So do your banking with your hometown bank. I'm Sawyer. Are you tired of shopping for the best insurance for the Rose Premium? Talk to my dad and let him do the shopping for you. Call Ray Hart at A Plus Insurances right here in Picayune for home, auto, business, or life. For all your insurance needs, call 601 798 8032. A Plus Insurance the right coverage for the right price. It feels good to buy local. Whether you're supporting your community's small businesses, family-owned restaurants, or Farm Bureau Insurance, the local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important. Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Poppleville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Kazand, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. All right, welcome everyone. I got uh, Mackenzie Knight. Mackenzie Knight is an East Central junior. She's uh, lucky enough to get her on the podcast. Going to talk a little bit of East Central football. Mackenzie, thanks for uh, joining me. Thank you for having me. So Mackenzie, I kind of caught you on Twitter. You were doing video interviews of volleyball players and uh, football players after the games. And uh, so whenever we, we do these preview episodes, so later on, Slick and I, that do the podcast with me, Slick and Dave, so I'm Dave and he's, I seen this and I was like, well, we do these preview episodes. I was thinking I seen you. I was like, well, if we got room, I'm going to try to get her on here. And so I reached out and you joined me. So give everyone a little background. You kind of told me a minute ago and I was like, man, she's going to have to tell this again. <laughs> but um, give every, give our listeners a little idea of how you started um, doing what you're doing. Okay. So I started because my whole life I've been surrounded by sports with my mom and my dad, of course, being a coach at East Central for baseball. And that's kind of actually how it started. So my dad coached Brad when he was in high school, and they went to the College World Series and thankfully won. And so we got to go up there and watch him. And um, so that was really fun. And I kind of got to see kind of the reporters and everything there, and I thought that was really cool. 
and then come around to actual baseball time again uh, later in 2022. Yes, 2022. Um, adding them were, we, it was in season, and they were like, do you want to start taking stats for baseball? And, of course, I'm a huge baseball person, so I was I was all for it. And then they got to to um, go to state, and state was one of the best things that one of the best experiences that I've had. And I was in the dugout before they won, and all the reporters started coming in there. And I was just so curious about everything that they were doing. And then a few months later, my family came up to me. They were like, you watch sports 24-7. You should do that as a career and kind of look into that. So I was, of course, scrolling through TikTok one day, and it showed up, and I clicked on it, and I immediately fell in love with it. And then I, like, my dad got uh, close with the uh, yearbook person, the yearbook staff, and the social media person at our school, and they asked if uh, I'd be able to do it. And they said, sure, just, we'll just upload them and do whatever with them to get them out there. And uh, I wanted to just bring attention to all the high school sports and the people behind the scenes, like uh, the managers and the uh, volleyball hitters and coaches and all that stuff. And I thought it'd be just really fun to start doing it and preparing myself for college because this is something I do want to do in the uh, future. Well, you do a good job. I did see you did. Was that the football manager you got or you did interview? Yes, man. Sir. Yep. I did see that. So, and what I like is it seems like all the players and even the coaches really are real receptive and really love, um, doing the interviews. It seems. Yes, sir. It was really uh, good that they were all into it because before I started, I was a little nervous cause I wasn't sure how they would react to it or what they would even say. So it was really, Good that they all kind of responded pretty well to that yeah so well picune plays east central <laughs> this friday which should be a great game are you going to be there uh i was but we were uh we were gonna go to uh we had family things that we were going to do yeah. for Man, you're weekend gonna, you'll miss the one of the better games of the weekend it's gonna definitely be <laughs> definitely be probably one of the uh best games in the state friday night um picune and, and uh East Central. Well, before I want to ask you some more questions, but give us a rundown on some of the players at East Central that, as a fan, uh, just a casual fan of Picayune, that probably wouldn't know about. If you would uh, highlight some of the, maybe the defensive players and then some of the offensive players. Um, for defense, I would definitely say T.J. Dunsford, uh, Gabe Miller, or Battis Hornet, and uh, Carson Ryder, and even Jared Huff. Um, for offense. Eli Smith, our QB, Andrew Marble, and our whole O-line and Gavin set they're all pretty pretty good and uh, our fullbacks. Well, the uh, – what else I was going to ask? The, uh, so you did – you do volleyball and you're doing football, so you're going to do all the sports? Yes, sir, I'm hoping to. So do you, are you going to – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> baseball would be pretty easy because I'm there anyways. Okay, yeah, so you'll be there at baseball. Well, my daughter plays softball, so uh, she played at Picayune. Now she's at Gulf Coast, so very familiar with the Central. They put her out of the. They put us out of the playoffs in softball the last two years, and uh, oh. so very good. Uh, that community over there. I mean, if people don't haven't been to games over there, it's so cool because uh, 
when you go for a lot of times when you go to a baseball games away, you don't really see a lot of people there, but man, I swear every baseball or softball game I've ever been to in Hurley, the fans just show up. It's unbelievable. The community support. Could you talk a little bit about how the community rallies around the kids and all the sports? Yes. Um, our community just is such a big sports base of town and they just, they're just so supportive and I love how we usually do it because uh, for football, my dad does uh, the voice for the Hornets and the whole crowd gets into it and even in uh, baseball, everybody's just there and like if we have like a theme or something, they're all wearing it and they're all part of it. And for soccer and softball, I've seen that grow a lot uh, throughout the years to where there's a whole student section for each sport. It doesn't matter the time, like when if they're gonna be there. And <clears throat> and <laughs> it's just such a supportive fan base. And that's why I love East Central and Hurley and everyone there. Yeah, it's a really great small town, like fry, I mean, high school sports uh, scene. I mean, so if anyone that, I'm not even saying just go for the football games. I mean, if you can go for uh, any of the other sports, if your kid's playing there, you definitely go there because you'd be surprised at just mm -hmm. the support and local support. So, so you um, obviously, Mississippi, do you plan on going, trying to go to Mississippi State? Yes, sir. Mississippi State's been my dream college since I was little. Yeah, it's not hard to tell when you look on your through your Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all Mississippi State, which is great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, um, so do, like, what, where would you plan on wanting to work? Like you, do you want to work in, um, somewhere like ESPN or would you want to work somewhere like at a local news station? Uh, I've been, I've been wanting to do ESPN, Fox Sports, anything like that. And that'd be fun. Just so, whatever industry I end up going into. This is cool. So I, I assume like just looking at the videos that you were probably trying to do this as a career. So having your own is pretty cool. So before I forget, Mackenzie, give everyone your Twitter handle. If that's where, is this where you put out all your stuff? Like where your videos, that's the only place you put them out. Um, it's at Mackenzie Knight, I think. Let me look, I'll look it up. I'm sorry. I should have told you to, uh, I should have told you to, uh, <laughs> have that one ready. I'm, that's on me. So we'll, uh, let me click on you. So it's, uh, Mackenzie K N I. So it's M A K E N Z I E K N I. So hopefully you're at 99 followers. So we want to see this thing grow so she can have a lot more people watching her videos next year. So I expect to see a couple hundred here in the next week or so. So that's our goal right there. We're going to get you some followers on Twitter. To get, Thank you. Yeah. So, um, well, Mackenzie, I hate we're not going to see you. Maybe, maybe we'll meet in the playoffs and, uh, hopefully. Yeah. So we can, uh, I can meet you at one of the games, if not this year, maybe next year. But, uh, I want to say thanks for coming on and, uh, good luck in your career. I think this is awesome. And hopefully we'll get you some publicity and, uh, we'll get more people to, uh, watch and, um, I can get you on the podcast again if something, uh, in the future. Thank you. God bless and go Hornets. <laughs> Thank you.